Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Welcome to Horse Racing Northwest from Emerald Downs. Holiday edition, Christmas week, 2021. Joe with you and Vince Brune here in the studio outside the bar, our producer, editor. And uh, Vince, uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Joe. You know you know how I know when it's almost Christmas is when the PPs for opening day oh. at Santa Anita show up on the computer. That's okay. always an exciting moment. We'll it talk is. we'll talk about that opening day card here. It's it's sensational. But yeah, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll have Dana Halverson as a guest. He's gonna talk to talk about the retirement, unfortunately, for the racing industry of a, a very valued member of this thoroughbred community uh, at the end of the year. And we'll just keep that a little secret. That'll be in a secret for just a few minutes into our second segment. Uh, we'll also have some trivia at the end. We've got a new segment. We've got uh, like a movie line segment and some sports shorts. And we'll talk about uh, the simulcast schedule. It's a little irregular week here at Emerald Downs. Uh, first of all, though, really great news for this industry and a well-deserved RTCA, which is the Racetrack Chaplaincy of America, the White Horse Award goes to Marshall Allen. Vince, uh, we mentioned that he was a nominee on our previous podcast earlier this month, and Marshall so well-deserved as the recipient of this award. Sure is, and uh, before we uh, tape this today, I had an opportunity to watch a sensational YouTube video. Joe, you had a hand in producing that. And I would highly recommend anyone go to YouTube and just type in the 2021 White Horse Award. And they got a segment on Marshall Allen. Great guy. And the whole story about uh, Jim Folks and uh, how Marshall uh, performed CPR on him and basically saved his life. Most and, definitely. And, you know, yeah, there's some great interviews with uh, Marianne O'Connell, Marshall himself on there. 
very nicely produced. But yeah, what a great story, Joan. Congratulations, Marshall Allen. Long time trainer, assistant trainer here on the circuit. A very good horseman. Played a big role, I remember, with the Great Face winning the mile, I think, in 2007. He might have been with Doris when she won the mile with Noosa Beach. Uh, very likely. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's been around some great horses, but a great, great uh, humanitarian. And a super humble guy. Uh, yeah, check out that story on YouTube. Uh, Marshall Allen, RTCA White Horse Award. Uh, Marshall was prepared for such an event to occur, somebody needing help. And Marshall knew CPR. And he was at the Chris Densley barn. Uh, Clark Jones was there, all played a part. But Marshall was doing the physical work to keep Jim Folks alive. And uh, it's great to report Jim is doing fantastically well. And some very worthy nominees in that RTCA White Horse Award. Marshall Allen is the recipient. We're very proud of him. And congratulations to Marshall, who certainly is not a uh, fax slapper by any means, but uh, just a super deserving guy. And you know, Sam, how great is that racetrack chaplaincy program? I've watched several videos, national and locally produced here in the last few months. They just do great work throughout the country, and uh, they are real, real benevolent organization and a real feather in the cap of our industry. Yeah, we've had some outstanding chaplains in this area. Uh, we remember Mike Bingaman at Long Acres. He's still in the organization. Brian Kahui did a fantastic job, and of course Gilbert Aguilar. Now it's just so so much involved in the chaplaincy and all the benevolent things that they do. So. Congratulations once again to Marshall Allen. Marshall saved a life. Uh, unfortunately, a couple of passings in the industry. Uh, Brad Taylor passed away at the age of 76 last week. Brad uh, was a cousin to Troy Taylor, Roy Taylor, Hubert Taylor, and uh, um, J.D. Taylor, all very famous in this industry. And Brad came uh, west from Missouri when he was a teenager, and he hooked up there in Payette, Idaho, the Taylors, and Howard Belvoir was there. Howard ended up marrying uh, Brad, Troy, Hubert, and J.D.'s sister. And that's uh, Mary, Ta Mary Taylor, the mother of Howard's uh, sons, who many of them in the industry, Van and Clay and Heath. Anyway, uh, Brad... Uh, was uh, our superintendent here at Emerald Downs. Uh, he did many jobs, performed them all back then. As Howard told me, you know, you had to do everything back then as you grew up in horse racing. I'm cleaning stalls, grooming, galloping, you know, uh, learning all the tack and all the uh, tricks of the trade. Uh, Brad was our staple, uh, stable superintendent when Emerald Downs opened in 1996, held that position for many years and in recent years, He's been a trainer as well. I know Randy Prey was a loyal client of his, claimed quite a few horses, and they ran them here and in Arizona. And you know Phoenix. Brad from training the last few years. Sure do. I remember uh, he was also, I believe, a farrier going way back. And as you mentioned, Joe, just from uh, a racing uh, family. Yeah. And uh, Brad, a regular fixture around the racetrack and in the kitchen. And uh, yeah, we lost another good one. Yeah, age 76. And Bruce Wager, mostly from the Playfair area, passed Yes, away. and uh, you're right, Joe. He did most of his training east of the mountains. Uh, Bruce Wager, age 87, passed away. Originally from uh, South Dakota, had been in uh, eastern Washington for many, many years. Uh, in fact, one of, apparently one of the leading trainers at Playfair during the 80s and 90s. Won the title there 
at play for in 1988 with 56 wins. Had the horse of the meeting, a two-year-old called I Will Get You in the End, who mm-hmm. was 6-2-0 in eight starts. Finished his career uh, 17 for 65. Uh, Son of Holy War. That was one of uh, Bruce's uh, top horses. Another little uh, thing on Bruce. He had the final winner in the history of Playfair, a horse called Promise Keeper. A four-year-old gelding won the final race there, I believe, in the year, what is, 2000. So uh, Bruce Wagar, age 87, originally from South Dakota. Our condolences to the Wagar family. Most definitely. Uh, boy, started as a hobby trainer. He didn't like that term, according to the that uh, article, because he's anybody that gets up at, you know, as early as we do and clean stalls, you know, it's not so much a hobby. It's a love and uh, second occupation. Um, and Bruce was uh, very instrumental in trying to keep Playfair going there as it wound down its existence as the president of Lilac City Racing. So, again, as Vince said, condolences to the family. Uh, great life there, Bruce Wagar and Brad Taylor passing. Uh, Emerald Downs uh, simulcast schedule this week. We're going to be open on Christmas Eve, of course, December 24th. Gulfstream and Tampa are racing, so we'll be closing uh, earlier in the afternoon at the conclusion of those two meets, Gulf, or those two race days, Gulfstream and Tampa, on Christmas Eve coming up on Friday. Uh, Saturday, we're going to be closed for Christmas Day. And then, as you mentioned, the opening day at Santa Anita and so many tracks racing around the country uh, on Christmas Day or day after Christmas, the 26th. Gates open at 9 a.m. opening day at Santa Anita. We'll get to the details of the Santa Anita opening day card a little bit later. And then Emerald Downs will be open Monday as well, Monday, the 27th. And Santa Anita Turf Paradise among some tracks in action. So Santa Anita running day number two. This Monday, the 27th, Emerald Downs, open for simulcasting. So we're open Christmas Eve, day after Christmas, Sunday, of course, and Monday, the 27th. So there's a little bit of the simulcast schedule. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to come back with the WTBOA president, Dana Halverson. And he's going to tell us about an outstanding individual with many years of service to the thoroughbred industry. We'll be right back. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. And our guest, as advertised here on Horse Racing Northwest in this uh, pre-Christmas show, Dana Halverson, president of the WTBOA. Dana, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, Joe. Same to you. Yeah, Vince is with us as well. And uh, shoot, looking forward to 
the calendar turning and uh, optimism for 2022. Uh, things will be a little bit different over there in the offices this coming year, Dana. Uh, Ann Sweet is retiring after about four decades of outstanding service to the Washington thoroughbred industry. Uh, boy, you've worked with Ann a long time. Yeah, she's she's just a jewel to be around, and and she's she started like I say around 40 years ago, and and uh, was was the editor of the magazine, which she still does, and you know we used to have nine employees in the office and uh, and she she really ran the magazine and she's been noted for a, a myriad of uh, accomplishments by national press and everything for how good the magazine has been over the years and she's just phenomenal and then you know it turned out later later and uh, and after uh, Ralph Acker retired and everything that uh, she ended up uh, being moved into the general manager's position, and and she has just been perfect. I mean, it, uh, she deals with all the stuff we have going on with Emerald Downs, and uh, of course we put on uh, our sale every year. And she's she's uh, she she uh, is the leader of that as far as doing all the work and all the the. Uh, I mean, there's there's about 40 different employees that are that are used during the uh, sale, even that she. She lines up and does all of those types of things. Plus, she has to deal with me in the office, and and uh, and we have like three employees right now. So, it's uh, uh, she's she's uh, irreplaceable, I guess is what the term would be. And so now we're we're uh, looking for someone to fill in for her, and it's really difficult because <laughs> she is so good. Uh, it's going to be virtually impossible for somebody to to fill in and and be on the same level for for a while so uh you know we're uh we're happy for her to be able to retire with her uh, significant other and they're going to take off and do a little traveling and other things but she is going to be around a little bit at least to help uh train the new person and and uh that type of thing and she's she's uh she's still still going to be around the area so we're hopeful that uh, she's probably going to be helping us more than we're helping her. <laughs> well, uh, and you know, another thing that she did, uh, so many different jobs handled very ably by Ann Sweet. Um, last year, uh, well, earlier this year, from the 2020 season, the COVID year, uh, you guys were able to pull off a WTBOA banquet via Zoom, and that had to be a little bit of a challenge. And Ann handled, I know, so many details on that. Yeah, she's amazing. I, I, you know, that was that was something that, of course, we never had planned on doing. And uh, I mean, she she was in charge of the annual annual banquet uh, prior to that, and and ideally, this will be one this year that we're going to have on site. But uh, she's, uh, you know, she she can handle about anything you put out put out to her. And and in uh, in that case, she hooked up with the computer stuff and. And all the uh, the information that has to go along with doing a a Zoom conference like that, and and it went out went out pretty well, really. So yeah. uh, hopefully we won't have to do that this year, and we'll have our live event. But you know, even even setting that up the way it's been in the last multiple years. I mean, Joe, you know that you and Vince that have have done the uh, the awards part of it uh, over those years know how how difficult it is to set these things up. 
And it's gotten to the point where that, that little banquet we had there for Ward's Banquet is really the, uh, the social event of the year at Emerald. So, oh. uh, you know, we, we always filled that place up with over 200 people, and, and it's just been a really good event. And Anne, Anne is responsible for setting that up, too. So it's, it's, it's one of those monumental things that uh, maybe you don't appreciate as much until you, uh, you see her in action. And she's, she's really phenomenal. But she also does the art show. You know, she's the head of the art, uh, art show that we put on every year except this last one at Emerald Downs, along with Emerald Downs, and, and, uh, and that's one of her passions. She's, she's a graphic designer and things like that, so she's going to spend some time doing that as well when she retires. But uh, just a terrific individual and, you know, gotten to be a really close friend of hers and, and George, her, uh, her uh, significant, significant other. And, and uh, you know, we, I know that that, you know, she's at that stage that she wants to do a little traveling and things like that, and I can understand that. So, you know, we're uh, we're working on putting uh, a nice, nice little festivity together along with the annual awards banquet this year, and and uh, you know, we it's it's going to be a, a great event. So, uh, if you're in in those kind of situations, those who are listening, if, uh, we <clears throat> we want to give you that. It's a February 26th event that we're going to have at, at Emerald Downs, and we're hoping to, uh, you know, co-op, uh, put together a situation with, with Ann for her retirement as long as, as well as having the, uh, the awards banquet. So, uh, you know, depending on how, how our health is and, and how the pandemic is going, we're, uh, we're still planning on doing that on that particular day. So, uh, and I, you know, I I, I, sus- I suspect Joe and Vince will be helping helping us to do the other part of that. Yeah, I'd be but, happy but I, to. I, I, the amazing thing about it, when when Ann did say she was going to retire, I mean, I got calls from everybody. I mean, everybody that has anything to do with horse racing and and Emerald Downs and and uh, the breeding industry and everything else that that uh, just said, "Why? How how are we going to survive without her there?" So it just shows you how. How much people appreciate the fact that she's uh, she's been as great as she's been. Yeah, Dana. One thing uh, I've noticed about Anne over the years, and she's very talented, obviously, but she is an artist at heart, and also very much an animal and horse lover. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I, I think you know, in this position, you, you pretty much are forced to do that. But <laughs> but she takes it. Mm-hmm. She takes it one step further. She's just. Uh, she's a. You know, an advocate for a lot of different things, and I mean, we even do things at the breeders' office there on uh, periodically over the year with with uh, dog shows and, and things like that. We've had Arabian sales there, and we've had you know other other things that people uh, uh, you know use the pavilion for. And and uh, she's she's always willing to uh, be the person that's in charge of those kind of events for people, and and it's uh, it's just amazing how many things she can do. I mean, it really is. And so to try to replace her is going to be a, a real chore. Boy, I guess. Uh, and Dana Halverson, president of the WTBOA, knows it full well after uh, working with a whole lot of people over in that building and previously 
at the Long Acres site as well, and Ann Sweet retiring after four full decades in this industry with all those uh, talented positions she's had and done so ably as just outlined by Dana. So that's great. We'll have a little send-off for her after the calendar turns. Definitely something that is absolutely warranted, and you're in charge of that. Dana, um, what's going on in the Washington uh, racing industry? We had uh, we had a couple defections from the Stallion, Stallion uh, lineup last year. Attaboy Roy moved to the Midwest, and uh, you know we had the passing of Harbor the Gold earlier this year. Nationhood, I think, passed late last year. So a little bit of changes, but uh, we've got a couple new names that are uh, optimistic. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems we've had is is you know horses horses get old just like people do and and uh, you know we, losing Harbor the gold of course was a big loss because mm-hmm. he was he turned out to be such a good sire and and you know you, you those, those things just don't happen overnight but uh, we've had a couple new additions to our stallion ranks that are that are nice horses the uh, Blue Ribbon Blue Ribbon Farm has uh, Conveyance who's you know, they had a real good year with him he uh, he bred uh, I think twenty nine mares and had uh, Something like 27 or 28 in fall, so he's doing really well. Uh, Barkley had his first year this year, and he he bred that similar kind of a number of mares, and he's turned out to be a real fertile horse. Everything's great with him, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing his his foals on the ground too. And uh, raised a secret is also at uh, is a horse that I actually bought for Doctor Orr, and and uh, he's he made about almost a half a million, and he's at uh, El Dorado Farm, and Pam uh, Christofferson at uh, uh, where Harbor the Gold was and in uh, in Oregon has two new stallions there as as uh, uh, to, to go along with a couple other horses she has. So uh, one of them is an Uncle Mo son and and uh, that that should be a really interesting uh, uh, outcross to a lot of horses that are Mr. Prospector and Northern Dancer Line horses and and so uh, you know we're not. Uh, we're not done yet. Yeah, we just have to renew our uh, our breeding program as much as we can, and and uh, it's uh, always exciting this time of the year coming around here where foals are being born and and uh, the program programs start picking up, and you know there's nothing quite like having a new puppy or a new cat mm-hmm. or a or kitten or or a new horse, a new undefeated horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, uh, that is great. Um, Mike Puich, uh, we were up at Pegasus not too long ago, and he's got a, uh, uh, he's going to have a soon-to-be two-year-old filly by Raise the Secret, and he just absolutely loves her, Dana. Uh, he says that she is the most athletic and intelligent and uh, leader of the pack type filly, that, and they have a lot of really well-bred horses up there. He's just super excited about her possibilities. So, Yeah, uh, I know. He was a uh... He and Bob Rondo uh, bought that together, and I, I think mm-hmm. you know they were really excited about that filly, and and we were too. You know, we Doctor Orr has some really nice mares, and so he he bred a, a lot of nice mares to him, and got really good looking foals. So that's great. We're uh, we're anxious to see uh, see them get going here this year and and next. And uh, uh, you know, I I saw Mike in uh, Kentucky in November, and and. Uh, Forgot to ask him about <laughs> about how that was going, but uh, uh, next time I, I see him, I'll have to check in on that. Yeah. Too. 
Well, luckily, uh, Harbor the Gold's going to have a couple more crops of two-year-olds. Uh, Abraj's last crop of two-year-olds is coming up in 2022. Uh, Coast Guard's been doing great service in this state for uh, Nina and Ron Hagen up at El Dorado. So uh, we've got uh, some returning stars and, and some new ones on the horizon. By the way, Barclay by Munnings. Uh, Dana, I think uh, myself, Vince, uh, probably you too, this Munnings is just turning out to be one heck of a sire himself with his versatility of long, short, grass, turf, uh, dirt, synthetic. So uh, let's hope Barkley has uh, some of those things passing on in his progeny. Yeah, I just I just talked to the, the guy at Coolmore Farm back there in, in Ashford, and uh, you know they just jumped him up again to 100,000. So Boy. his... He's he's really a popular horse, but he's been a really nice horse all along. In fact, we we bred to him in his his first uh, first or second crop. Mm. And we have a filly in California that uh, that Blaine Wright has five mindings that she had she's had some physical issues, but but was a really nice filly. And but he's he's a really good horse. He's been a good horse all along. Yep. And, and so uh, and then you know with Barkley's family is it is on the improve too because he has a half brother named Wit that ended up being oh. a really nice two-year-old this last year so that's I, right i expect that he'll be back running at three and and they'll, they'll look forward to improving the pedigree with him well dana uh thanks so much for joining us on horse racing northwest uh you do have uh your work cut out for you uh replacing ann sweet at the breeders with all of the many talents that she has uh uh, affected over the years, and uh, her service to the industry has just been well. So thanks, fantastic. Joe. I know that uh, uh, you know everybody that's been in touch with her has been uh, extremely pleased with with the relationships, and and you know if you get if you get the chance to see her, stop by and yeah, thank her for all the good things she's done. Dana, once again, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks, Joe. We'll see you next week. Thank you hey, so Dana. much, Dana. Right. Bye, Dana Halverson, joining us on Horse Racing Northwest, and uh, Vince, uh, yeah, Ann, you know, um, Ann is wise. You know what she is also, is she is the best listener. Boy, when somebody is, uh, you know, saying a thought, she will just be silent, take it all in, assess it. She isn't ready to jump in and interrupt you at any point. She's calm, but she's wise. Uh, I guess those are a couple things that yeah. lend to her position. You just used the word I was going to say. She's always calm, and she's very efficient. And she just, like Dana said, she gets it done. And, uh, you know, uh, one thing I, I mentioned with her, she's just, uh, she's an artist, you know, both uh, in thought and in practice. She has, she's really just uh, that type of person, you know, and... Uh, I'm glad she's going to, you know, retiring at an age where she is going to go get to yeah. see the world a bit and uh, do those kinds of things, you know. I'm really happy for her. It's a great loss for our industry, of course, but I'm also pleased she's going to be around. But, yeah, I think uh, Anne started in 1978, yeah. I want to say she said. Before 1980. Yeah, so what a run she's had. Congratulations Tremendous. to Anne Sweet. Yeah, so just a just huge addition. We worked with her so well, uh, and they emerald down side of things so okay Anne is retiring and sweet thanks to dana and uh, we're going to take a short break we've got a new segment coming up and we'll also have trivia as well and it's time to take a break here on horse racing northwest 
The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest continues. Christmas edition. Once again, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. As we get close to the end of 2021. And Horse of the Year for Among Washington Breads, which is always announced at the February Banquet, Vince. Um, Blazing Bella Blue currently is the leading earner. As she's a stakes winner here at Emerald Downs this year, and she's had quite the fall down in Phoenix with two stakes wins down there. Yeah, she'll, she's certainly a contender for uh, for many reasons. She's fared well at three different tracks. You mentioned the stakes wins here and in Phoenix, and uh, she's had a long and successful campaign for oh. for Charles Essex, Peter Lewin, and company. Yeah, I don't think any Washington bred has more than five wins this year. That's uh, in. The list that I've worked with, along with you and Sue Van Dyke, that's what we're looking at. Blazing Bella Blue, three stakes wins, five wins overall. Huge Bigley uh, was in a $200,000 race at Oaklawn last weekend, and he, the uh, four-year-old son of Gadget Queen, Emerald Downs stakes winner, uh, he didn't fare real well in that 200 grander, but uh, he was given a chance out on the front end. He's second in earnings. Harbored Memories, the son of Harbor the Gold, is third, and we reported he's going to be back in training for Pam Christofferson, Pam and Neil, and their partners, which is great to see because he had a 7-2-4-0 record in Southern Cal this year before his layoffs. And let's listen to a stretch call at Oaklawn just last weekend of another Washington bred. It's all in the notes. Now a two-length lead. Decente is continuing to close in the center, and Glamour Girl is flying from the back of the pack. Here comes Glamour Girl on a roll. It's all in the notes. Ship it. Glamour Girl to the outside. It's all in the notes. Ship it. It's all in the notes. How about that? Washington-bred four-year-old filly. It's all in the notes. Won that race at Oaklawn. Vince, $60,000. First prize puts her at over 103000 for the year, and that is the richest first prize won by a Washington mm. bred in 2021, 60 grand. Yeah, interesting there. That horse formerly trained by Mike Pooch. Mike had a nice win. You and I were watching on Saturday a horse called Call Me Jamal, yeah. owned by Dr. Mark Domenico. Hey, that horse repelled Brad Cox, yeah. a well-meant horse in the stretch, which we all know isn't easy to do. That's right. So Call Me Jamal has run three nice ones for Di Domenico and Pooch. I think that was an $84,000 maiden special down there. So nice way to go out in 2021 for Mike and company. Yeah. Background, Long Acres Mile Hero for 2021. Uh, of course, owned by Bob and... and uh, Bob and Molly Rondo, uh, the hero of that great mile day, and uh, he's still up at Pegasus. He's had a couple works, and he's scheduled to head back there to Oakland in the not-too-distant future. It's all in the notes. Yeah, a daughter of Minister's Wildcat, a Washington bred, bought at our sale, and Mike had her as a young horse, and she did have a couple of, of foot issues, but, boy, they worked with her, worked with her, and Mike has passed on 
uh, any information on his feet to subsequent trainers. He's been happy to give that information. And, and here she is at age four, earning over $100,000 this year, winning a big race at Oaklawn. So it's all in the notes with a nice win for Washington there. Uh, and soon the uh, top categories in among Washington award winners are going to be decided. Looks like Coron for a filly and Cobra Jet for a Colt or Gelding have a leg up on those uh, championships, but uh, it'll be discussed and uh, voted on. I think so. And boy, I'm looking forward to watching both of those yes. in 2022. Um, Coron was unbeaten, right? Three Coron, three. Yeah. And she, she was really kind of untested even. And then uh, Cobra Jet, I thought his last race, you know, in the Washington Cup, they didn't run in the Gossian, was really good because he sat off the pace in that one and just exploded home through the lane. And uh, he, you know, he looks like one, you know, it's the big jump. We, we, we always talk from two to three. They don't always yeah. keep progressing, but he looks like one who might be able to do that. And certainly with Frank Lucarelli at the controls, will be given every opportunity to do so. Koran trained by uh, Kay Cooper. A couple of exciting two-year-olds. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Three-year-old Coulter Gelding, Harvard Memories, had the big bankroll, the son of Harbor the Gold, 126,000, seven starts, two wins, four seconds, all in Southern Cal, but he wasn't stakes placed. Uh, stakes winner among three-year-old Washington Breds, Coastal Kid, of course, took our Muckleshoot Tribal Classic as a three-year-old. Yeah, and uh, ran really good in our uh, derby. Yeah, uh, gave, oh, yeah. Gave horse of the uh, meeting top executive all he could handle That's and right. those two raced head and head to the wire yeah coastal kid a nice year blazing bella blue among three-year-old fillies has a big leg up there as aforementioned her top earnings among all washington breads three stakes wins five wins overall she is a very strong contender among older fillies and mares you know washington breads just didn't uh, jump to the front this year in our stakes here at emerald downs vince uh, in fact we had maybe one in several of the uh, stakes races offered. Yeah, it was just not a, you know, that happens sometimes. Yeah. You got a bunch of categories and one comes up light. So maybe this 2022 will be a little tougher in the older fillies and mares. And uh, Papa's Golden Boy as uh, a sprinter, Washington bred sprinter with his two stakes wins very fast. And uh, of course, top older horse. He's a strong contender there as well with his uh, great work at Emerald Downs. He didn't fare, you know, awesome in California. He had a couple of excuses there, I thought, in those races. You saw his race the day after uh, the Breeders' Cup, didn't you? Yeah, I almost thought it was a throwout where yeah. he just didn't get out of the gate. He wasn't beaten all that much. Then in the race at Golden Gate, he did lead to mid-stretch, as he wanted to do, and then he kind of got uh, overhauled uh, there late. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, he can get back on the beam. Yeah. So there's a little bit of look at Washington Awards. Um, so we're going to keep going here on Horse Racing Northwest. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about opening day at Santa Anita now, which has a tremendous card as usual. First race... Uh, 11 o'clock. 11 a.m. So. Good to know that. 11 a.m. first race time. Yeah, because uh, it's going to get gets dark early this time of year. And, you know, if they're going to have 11 races, they need to get on with it pretty fast there. So, But anyhow, they got races 5 through 11 in that uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 7 race span. They got six graded stakes. 
Um, I'll go through them real quickly. The fifth is the San Gabriel for three-year-olds and up on turf. The sixth is San Antonio for three-year-olds and up on dirt. Hot Rod Charlie is going to run in there rather than in the Malibu. Mm. The seventh race, the grade true Mathis Mile is on turf. Race eight is the grade one La Brea for three-year-old fillies at seven furlongs. The tenth, the run Happy Malibu is grade one for three-year-olds, their final chance to run against their, their own age group. That's going to be a real showdown there. You got Dr. Shivel coming off that heartbreaker in the uh, Breeders' Cup sprint. And Flightline, who is two for two with buyers of 105 and 114. Interesting that uh, Flavian Pratt, who's been ridding Dr. Shivel, it's not easy to take off a horse that got beat a zop in the uh, Breeders' Cup sprint, but he's sticking with Flightline. And then race 11, they... Finish it out with the grade one American Oaks for three-year-old fillies on turf. I counted up, Joe. 17 graded winners will compete Saturday or Sunday at Santa Anita. 17 grade winners. That doesn't even include Flightline, who hasn't run in the stakes yet. So yeah. uh, it is uh, it is quite a card of racing. And there's always the pomp and circumstance of opening day at Santa Anita. I haven't checked the weather. I think last I heard it was supposed to be pretty good. Usually is. So... Uh, I know that's a day you and I, Joe, we always circle on our race calendar. Oh, yeah. So many people do. Uh, Santa Anita's opening day. They have a fantastic card. And, you know, a lot of of home uh, activity on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, home with family. And we get a good crowd here at Emerald Downs. A lot of interest in horse racing the day after Christmas. And it will be the same this year. I'm going to look at that seventh race a bit here the santa anita mathis mile it's one mile on the grass for three-year-olds and ed Moger, a native of the northwest he's got a horse called tarantino i know you're familiar with that horse started out on the grass early in his career and did well in southern cal beating a nose in a stake at uh, age two just last year um and he had a long layoff after long layoff in 2021 after a race in March at Turfway Park. Came back in late October and ran a just a fast closing third in a grass race at Keeneland. Now he's back in Southern Cal in the barn of Ed Moger. Second start off a lengthy layoff. Uh, Juan Hernandez aboard. Likes the grass. Proven on the grass. He's got the two posts going a mile. He's going to have to beat that good horse beyond brilliant, who's had a tremendous year for trainer John Sheriffs. But I think Tarantino is going to run a big race on, on Sunday, opening day. Well, let's hope uh, Juan Hernandez has a big day, Joe, because okay. I, I like the La Brea, which is, which is race eight. That's uh, seven furlongs, three-year-old fillies, grade one on the dirt. And I like the outside horse in there, living my best life, number seven. Um, this is just an old school pace play. I think, uh, you know, she's never competed in a graded uh, stakes race. She's coming out of a restricted race uh, at Del Mar. But she is scaling from a mile back to seven furlongs. So I think she should have plenty of wind to get to the finish line. And she is awful fast. Uh, living my best life, a three-year-old daughter of the big beast. I like, I don't see, haven't seen the morning line yet for... Um, no, I haven't either. For Sunday, I think she'll probably be one of the top choices in there, but I think she's got a great chance to take them all away. Okay. Living the best life in the La Brea. I like Tarantino in the Mathis Brothers Mile. So there's a look at Santa Anita. 
And again, uh, Emerald Downs open on Christmas Eve for a couple of tracks. Gulfstream and Tampa close Christmas Day. Gates open at 9 a.m. on Sunday, the 26th. Santa Anita's first race at 11 a.m. this Sunday, opening and day there. Golden Gate also has a real good oh. card on uh, Sunday. I took a little sneak peek at that. Good. And uh, I don't know they got any stakes raised, but they got some big, full competitive wow. fields. I, I know Blaine Wright, who we follow here pretty closely, has several horses entered. So it's, it's a good card there, too, and we'll be looking at that. We're going to... I think Joe will do our traditional show parlay, won't we, yeah. on, on uh, opening day? We're going to give it a shot. We're due to win this year. All right. We'll okay. take a timeout, come back with our final segment on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest Holiday Edition. Once again, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to all. Thanks for listening. And uh, Vince, uh, it's been a couple of years since the Emerald Racing Club has uh, wowed new fans with the sport of thoroughbred racing. Yeah, I've got those green and white silks up in my office, and uh, we're itching to get them back in action, and we will in 2022. Uh, Sign-ups will begin on uh, February first okay so go to emeralddowns.com you people have been in the club before or uh i will shoot emails out to make sure everyone knows about it you'll be able to uh register online very simply and uh looking forward to getting it rolling in uh 2022 that's great okay uh how about uh maybe a little more home time this time of year than some with the holidays and uh weather not conducive to a lot of outdoor activities so movies and we were just tossing around some famous movie lines and there of course there's some super famous ones that are too easy but uh let's do this one i'm going to throw one at you uh i think this is pretty unique in movie history and it's from a, a very prominent movie and the the line is i've got a wife a family a dog and a cat and then it's repeated by one of the uh, other players in the movie who cups the phone and, and goes, he's got a wife, a family, a dog, and a cat. So I think you know this movie. I do. It's a great okay. movie. Go ahead. The answer is? The answer is All the President's Men came out in 76 starring Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. Uh, Jason Robards is the great actor who says... Uh, that line to Martin Balsam and Redford and, Ho and oh, Dustin boy. Hoffman in his office there. And it was, uh, had a little levity in the movie, but that was a great procedural on the, the whole Watergate, uh, how they, uh, researched it and on the tremendous pressure the Washington Post was under during that, uh, whole saga. 
Yeah, Ken Dahlberg, who the real person, of course, it's a it's a nonfiction movie. Ken Dahlberg was the Minnesota, uh, Midwest finance Minnesota, chairman yeah. for the uh, Republican fundraising committee. And he said the line to Jason Robards on the phone. Jack <laughs> Warden also in that movie. Another great actor. Oh my gosh. Jason Robards, Jack Warden, oh, just a great cast. And our producer editor, Cy Labar, was not aware of that movie until he just told me the other day about five years ago and he can't believe he's missed it all these years because he just uh, of course thoroughly enjoyed it it's it's american history and it sure is suspenseful as well in a true way and just a just a fantastic it's production. very sus suspenseful some of those scenes with deep throat were were rather ominous to say the yeah. least and uh, but no it was a spectacularly uh done movie yeah and actually let's hear the uh real line right now I have a wife and a family and a dog and a cat. A wife and a family and a dog and a cat. Ken Dahlberg and uh, Ben Bradley, played by Jason Robards. I think that's a pretty unique line. I have a wife, a family, a dog and a cat. Vince, uh, how about you for a movie line? Uh, well, okay. Um, let's see if I can rattle. Now go home and get your f***ing shine box. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did have to bleep a word out there. But uh, that one's pretty uh, easy for me as well because uh, Goodfellas, just uh, one of uh, Martin Scorsese's movies and the great cast with Robert De Niro and, and Joe Pesci said that line. He did. Martin Scorsese was obs obsessed with New York, you know, and uh, movies like Taxi Driver and Mean Streets and Goodfellas, probably the best of them all. Yeah, and that actually Joe Pesci didn't say that line. It was said to Joe Pesci's character by the character named Billy Batts, correct? That is correct. But uh, Joe Pesci was a little bit upset by that <laughs> line. Bit, little bit, <laughs> little was no, bit. He little was known bit. to get, get a little upset during that movie. Okay, let's hear the actual line spoken by the character Billy Batts in that movie. Now go home and get your shine box. Okay, you picked one with a little bleeping, but that was uh, easy to do. And uh, yeah, really famous line from the bar scene and Billy Bats coming back from jail, having a few drinks and uh, seeing some old friends, so to speak. So good fellas and all the president's men, the focus of our uh, movie lines here on Horse Racing Northwest. And the actor who played Billy Bats was Frank Vincent, ah, who was yeah. in a lot of uh, bit yeah. parts in Scorsese movies, mm -hmm. such as Raging Bull. Yeah, good one there. Okay, sport shorts. Sport shorts. My sport short for this show is this is a heck of a trivia question um, and involves some really, really all-time greats in American sport history. And the question is, who is the only Boston Celtic player to be a teammate of both Bill Russell, and Larry Bird. So not easy. Bill Russell's final year was 68-69. Larry Bird's first year was 79-80. But this guy played with both of them. And we're going to give the answers to these. So I'll give it out right now. Don Chaney. The Duck. Don the Duck Chaney. Part of uh, an Elvin Hayes teammate when they beat UCLA in 1968 with Houston. Broke the long winning streak of Lou Alcindor's UCLA team, who, by the way, did get revenge over Houston in the NCAA tournament, winning it 
in beating Houston. But Don Chaney played, was a rookie with Bill Russell in 68-69. He also spent his last couple years as a player with the Celtics, won a title with them. Of course, in 68-69 with Russell as player coach. And again, in 1974, he was a member of that championship Boston Celtic team. And he played with Larry Bird for two seasons there in the late 70s, early 80s. So Don Chaney, the answer to that one. How about your sports short? I was going to go with a real difficult one, but I'll I'll say what it was, but I'm not going to use it. Uh, Before they became the uh, San Diego Clippers and later the Los Angeles Clippers, the franchise was known as the Buffalo Braves from 1970 to 1978. Named their seven coaches in that Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No. Jack Ramsey, uh, Joe, if anyone could get it, okay. it would be no, Joe. Right. But no, I'm kidding. That would be a Hail Mary, as they say. I guess. No, this is a good one. A race four on on uh, opening day at Santa Anita. Beholder's first foal ah. is going to run. A horse is called QB1 by Uncle Mo out of Beholder. You and I don't really like horses that make their three-year-old debuts late in the calendar year. Um, this is a uh, maiden special weight six and a half on dirt. And that race also has, Bob Baffert has $2 million worth of uh, horses in that first time starter named Hopkins that costs 900000 Another one called Shaz that costs $1.1 million. But uh, the reason I bring up uh, QB1, Beholder's first fold to make it to the races, did, I didn't ever realize this. Did you know Beholder was the first horse since 1976 to win a grade one at ages two, three, four, and five? I think I did because did I yeah. did that research about a, two years ago, and I I ran it by you and John White. And yeah, yeah, it rings a bell. I think you might have mentioned that to and me. She's yeah, she's also the only horse in North American history to win a million dollars four different years. Yeah, she finished with six point one million in earnings. Only and horse. So yeah, she, she is. She was something. She's down in history. Beholder. And this is her first fall. Did you say? It's a three year old. Yeah, first one to make it to the races. Okay. Anyhow. Yeah. yeah. And Richard Mandela quoted in the racing forum is saying, uh, he kind of cold watered her saying, you know, it's just a starting point. He, he imagines, uh, uh, it's a colt actually that he'll be running on a little oh. bit at the finish, but better things are down the road a little bit. And okay. So. Colt by Uncle Mo out of Beholder race four at Santa Anita on Sunday, opening day at the great race place. Our last trivia question was which Emerald Downs trainer has the most two-year-old wins we got a few answers, uh, and those answers centered around Frank Lucarelli and Doris Harwood, who happened to be numbers two and three. Tim McKenna is still the all-time leader with two-year-old victories at Emerald Downs, 150. Frank Lucarelli closing in with 142. Doris Harwood with 138. So Tim, despite not having his full stable here, uh, had such a huge lead in that category that... Uh, uh, he is still on top with 150 juvenile wins. And speaking of Tim, well, since we last spoke, didn't Rebellation That's right. bag the stakes win? And uh, Reba's he, tops, the gift that keeps on giving. She won, a, yeah, she won a Golden Gate stake, a sprint stake against a really strong field that included I'm a Happy Cat, multiple Emerald Down stakes Daffodil Sweet was in there. Daffodil Sweet also, you bet. Okay, this week's question, and by the way, no correct answers. Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com. What's the largest first prize a Washington-bred horse has earned since Stryker Ph.D. won the 2015 Long Acres Mile right here at Emerald Downs? The largest first prize a Washington-bred horse has earned 
sent Stryker PhD in 2015. Send your answers to trivia at emeralddowns.com and we got some prizes ready to give away. Some Emerald Downs apparel. And uh, hey, Vince, uh, once again to you and all of our listeners, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. You bet. We'll see each other, uh, everybody, in 2022. Horse Racing Northwest, Merry Christmas.